Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week on the show, I am joined by Scott Paladin for a game of Have You Heard About the Beast? Scott is one of the voices on Outstanding, a Masks actual play podcast on the Stop, Hack, and Roll network set in the world of Protean City Comics. He is also one of the hosts of Monster Mechanics, a podcast in which every week he and his co-host put a new spin on a classic monster or fantasy concept. I was recently a guest on the show to discuss, of course, of all things, Santa Claus, because, well, if you give me the option to talk about Santa Claus, I'm going to talk about Santa Claus. It was a really fun episode. It was a lovely, like, experience. I really think that you'll enjoy it. You can find links to Monster Mechanics, the episode of Monster Mechanics that I appeared on, and more information about Outstanding, as well as the game that we're playing this week, Have You Heard About the Beast, all in the show notes. Speaking of the game that we're playing this week, Have You Heard About the Beast is a game about barroom hearsay. One question at a time, we create a brand new fantasy monster and then describe what it takes to defeat that monster and save the day. We create its strengths, its weaknesses, its environment. It's a really cool like world building game. It is a really interesting uh, experience. I, I so adore this game and I think that you'll really love hearing it. Like I said, you can find more information in the show notes. Now, real quick, before we dive in, a special thank you to Jesse, Edmund, and Blaine Martin, our newest backers on Patreon. Patreon backers get early access to, well, everything. Games, podcasts, other stuff, kick-ass fancy Friday selfies, roundups of all the different things that I do in a given week. Uh, It is an amazing way to directly financially support this show, as well as all the other things that I work on, and to get an early look at the cool stuff that I got going on. And let me tell you, it's a lot of it. You can learn more at patreon.com slash jeffstormer, and... With all that said, let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am so, so excited to be sitting down with Scott Paladin. Scott, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Thank you for having me. So real quick, before we get into what's going to be a very, very fun game, we're going to do some very fun world building today. Why don't you take a moment and let the lovely listeners at home know about anything you've got going on that you might want the audience at home to know about? Well, excellent. I am part of a couple of co- podcasts. Uh, the The first one is my personal one, which is uh, Monster Mechanics, which I host with my best friend. Uh, we sit down every week and we take a monster from myth or media and we start poking holes in it and then making up answers to those questions that we have. So things like how do mermaids mate or why do dragons hoard gold or all kinds of other crazy questions. We uh, make up answers for them and it's really fun. And then uh, I am also part of the Outstanding podcast, which releases as part of the Protean City feed. It is a Masks actual play podcast, sort of aimed at a slightly younger, more upbeat, less dramatic audience than the uh, the normal fare. And on that, I play a character called Maximus Morris, a.k.a. Shield Mouse. I dig it. I'm here for it. I mean, you know, Protean City are friends of the show. I will, I will, <laughs> I will, I will be here. I will rep any, any Protean City production. So you know that I'm here for it. Yes. Um, all right. Speaking of building monsters, though, yes. are you ready to build a monster? I am so incredibly ready. This sounds so fun. Because today we are playing, have you heard about the beast? Scott, have you heard about the beast? Well, I'm certainly about to. Have you heard about the beast is a game of tavern rumors and hearsay. More often than not, they turn out to be entirely true. Uh, basically what's going to happen is we are just going to go back and forth and like create some rumors Uh, We're going to create a mythical monster uh, and then we're going to go fight that monster. But uh, the way we're going to do that is we're going to create some outlandish rumors that we've heard. And then we're going to encounter this monster that we've created and come to learn how all of the things that we have said are all true at once. And I'm really excited about 
breaking that down and like creating this weird monster together. I think this is going to be dope. This is going to be dope. So here's how this works. Um, we have 10 categories of rumors in front of us. Um, those are, those categories are where we are, where we are uh, swapping these rumors back and forth. Mm-hmm. Who is telling us about this monster? Mm-hmm. What it is, what the monster is, uh, where the monster lives, what it has done, uh, its age and size, what it looks like, what special ability it has, uh, a treasure or something it guards, and its nickname. So these 10 categories, we are going to each take a turn filling out one of these. Um, Together, we will spin all 10 of these categories, and then we will discover how all of these things that we said are true. The way this is going to work is um, the first thing that's going to happen is so traditionally in uh, Have You Heard About the Beast, we would write down all of these categories on slips of paper, put them in a bowl and pull them one by one. And then whoever has the what it is category starts out by saying what kind of creature it is. However, because we uh, are not in the same place, we are just going to roll some dice and randomly generate categories to talk about. Um, so I guess my first question is, would you like to tell us what it is or would you like me to do that? Ooh, how about you start out? All right, I'll start out. Cool. And I, th- something I like about uh, this game is the majority of this game is just a bunch of interesting uh, D10 tables for each of these topics. So I am going to roll on the what it is table and see what my answer is and then kind of spin off of that. Cool. I love rolling on tables. So I rolled an eight and I got a man eating troll. I am going to say, have you heard about, I'm trying to think about how, what I want, what I want. Hmm. I keep coming back to the phrase man-eating swamp, but I realize that's just a Sarlacc pit and I don't (laughs) necessarily want to go with a Sarlacc pit. So instead I am going to go with, have you heard about the, uh, have you heard about the uh, the man-eating swamp frog or swamp? Ooh, I'm going to say uh, swamp. Uh, th- I said swamp frog and I'm going to stick with it. Yeah, I meant no, to I like say that. swamp fog. <laughs> like I meant to say a fog that rolls in and eat you. Yeah. But nope, man-eating swamp frog. That's where we're at. This is a man-eating swamp frog. I love it. Scott, have you heard the legends of the man-eating swamp frog? Do I have a, I forget. Do I have a thing I have to respond with or no? It's just... You heard uh, that you did, oh, yeah. this one's just a, this one's just a yes or no. Yeah, and yeah. then what we'll do now is like, once we feel like we're ready to move on to the next topic, we'll roll a okay. uh, 10 sided dice and pick our next topic. Okay. Uh, yes, I, I, I actually have heard about the swamp, the man eating swamp frog. Uh, we, uh, it's a legend around these parts. I uh, legend. So the funny thing about legends is that they sometimes turn out to be true. And I, mean, I, I have here, I have a reliable source. Yes. That tells me that the man-eating swamp frog has been spotted again just outside of town. And uh, that would probably tie into the fact that several people have gone missing. I'm guessing several people have been eaten by the man-eating swamp frog. Yeah, I mean, well, legends wouldn't exist if there wasn't something behind them, right? I mean, these these things have to come from somewhere. And I mean, if the swamp frog isn't real, then where did all those people go? Exactly. That's my question. And I mean, there's the croaking in the night and all that stuff. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to roll on a category, and I'm going to throw this to you yes, for the absolutely. next topic. Uh, so I've got a 10-sided dice. We have our 10 categories. Mm-hmm. I've rolled a two. 
uh, I'm going to ask you, who is telling us about the, the man-eating swamp frog? Okay. And because I love rolling on tables, I am also going to roll to see get a suggestion from what it thinks. Ooh, one. Who is telling you about it? A wild-eyed old person who you're sure has leaves and twigs in their hair. Mm. Oh, perfect. Yes. This mm. is exactly That's kind of... Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, we've, we must have heard this from... Like if we're in a tavern, we imagine like the door just bursting in and this, this old, what's the gender neutral version of a hag? A, um, old person, I yeah, guess an old, person. old person. Oh, hermit. Hermit can be gender. Yeah, yes. old hermit. Yeah, hermit. Old hermit's good. Yes. Uh, comes in and just like, I mean, they're probably just a, a mass of twigs and dirt and hair and, uh, and swamp mud, right? Like and swamp mud. Yes. And that like speaking at such a, such a a fast pace rambling and raving that we're like, we can only make out the words swamp frog, swamp frog. It ate them. It ate them. I, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a curveball at these rules real yeah. quick. Cause I love the idea that this hermit has kicked open the door and it's just rambling swamp frog, swamp yeah. frog, swamp frog. <laughs> but the idea of, um, I rolled, I rolled also on this table and got an eight, which is a scruffy looking street urchin who speaks with a gap toothed whistle. I love and and the reason that I love this. I see where you're going. Is do you know what uh, I love? Do you know what movie I love more than most other movies? I nothing comes to mind off the top of my head. You'll but you're gonna tell. I me. love a little. I love a little movie called Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> and there is no moment that I love more than the panic, 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 panic. Someone leans forward and stabs a knife in the table and is like, "I'll tell you about the swamp frog." And like that uh, Robert Scheider moment is my favorite, is one of my like favorite things in this world or any other. Beautiful. So the the idea that this this rough and tumble, this rough and tumble youngster yeah. leans forward is like, is like Swamp Frog. I can tell you a thing or two about Swamp Frog. Yeah. If you buy me, if you buy me, if you buy me a beer and we're like, you're not 21. And they're like, all right, you got me buy me dinner and we're like okay fair excellent i love that that's beautiful all right well then i'm gonna roll for my next category i got an eight i've got a special ability it has Ooh. oh i like this and i like this because i want to know why so here i'm gonna roll here i'm gonna roll on this 10-sided dice table yeah and i'm gonna roll here uh with a specific purpose like i might have to change the answer that i roll here yeah, that's fine. because i want to know specifically how and why or how it is capable of eating people yes like is it dragging them back to a cave yeah is it swallowing them whole yes is it like piranhas that is... where there's just a ton of them fuck <laughs> oh my i did not expect that <laughs> dice roll that was a result i did not expect oh i'm and i'm 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 waiting with bated breath i must know I rolled a 10. Scott, can you go into the document onto page eight and read the result for 10? Because I think you're going to have the same the same reaction. <laughs> what? What do we do with this? So the result oh is god. it will sneak into your dreams and drain away your soul. Oh my god. I love that so much. That is incredible. So here's here's what it is. Okay. I've got a pitch for you. Here's yes. what it is. Um, I said earlier that I wanted to say the man-eating swamp fog, and I said frog. Yes. 
I'm going to hit you with a classic Jeff Stormer line. If, if it's both. Yeah, yeah. I'm, that That's my goal. That would be what my call as well. Let's is, make a boat. What happens is you have a dream where this frog is like in front, like you wake up, right? Mm-hmm. You're in, you, you, you fall asleep. You wake up with a start, right? Like you wake up, you're covered in sweat. You yeah. sit up and at the foot of your bed or at the corner of your room, this frog is just looking at you. Yes. And you look away and it's a little closer and you look away and you're a little closer and like you try to run and then it's in front of you. Yeah. And each time, you, each time it's a little bigger, but you realize it's not just because it's closer. It's because it's literally growing larger. Oh, yeah. And it finally like it finally like dives at you and then you wake up proper. Mm-hmm. And the world but is you just wake up, covered in fog like you, you like. And yeah, you just and you just walk into that fall. Yeah. Because your soul has been consumed and the frog like has, and that is how the frog like takes you away. Oh, I'm. Is you wake up from this nightmare and you just walk into the fog. You walk into the mist and you are never seen again. See, I, I, when, when I hear that the fog and the sneaking into the dreams, I have this image of like someone laying in bed at night and this, the fog coming in under the doorway and then like sneaking over the floor, like that heavy, uh, like the artificial smoke mm-hmm. they use in concerts and it goes up the bed and like starts going into the ear. And like mm-hmm. that is how it infiltrates. I love that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. But that's I cool. also think the other thing is that like it is also. I feel like it's also a literal frog though, right? Yeah. Like like because I think that's that that like if that is how it eats, there's the possibility that it is a Freddy Krueger. Yeah. But I don't think it is a Freddy Krueger. Maybe, maybe the which tells me that there is literally a frog that comes in with the fog, and like sits there and slowly consumes you. Or like the the fog is like the interface between this reality and the where the place where the frog is. Like it's mm-hmm. a real thing. It is part of a of a reality that is like uh, perpendicular to our own. And when those two mm-hmm. worlds intersect, that's when the fog like floods through because it's part of its reality. Yeah, and, and it then, like jumps through the frog and drags you into yes. the mist. And so you just gone. There's no evidence yeah. or anything. Yes, classic. That's dope. That's dope. All right, I'm gonna roll you. I'm gonna roll you a prompt. Okay. I've rolled a 10. Ooh, it's Tell nickname. me the nickname of this thing. Okay. I I have to have to pull up rhyme zone because I want to do something. Okay. Oh, nothing works. I was I'm trying to work off of off of toad or frog cuz I got to pull I got to pull a good one. Yeah, nothing's coming to mind. Okay, so we're 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 talking about a nightmare frog that is also associated with like mist and fog and mm-hmm. smoke. Um and and your dreams. A I have it on reliable authority that this thing um that that when it comes in the night you scream and it's the that last scream is a croak. And so it's uh, it, people started calling it the croaking terror. Croaking terror is a good name. As, it, as, your, good as name. your scream gets strangled off. Because it, it doesn't make any noise. But that's what you're going to oh. say. And it's, oh, now here's what's terrifying about that. Is, uh, I, if it's cool if we go, I guess, I guess tone check, is it cool if we go visceral with oh, this? Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay, cool. Because what I want to say is that, like, that picture that, like, the, the croaking scream is this sort of, like, gurgled half suffocated yeah. half drowned you know phlegmy liquidy scream yes that like feels that like it feels like the the way that the way that i've heard it described the way that i've heard it described by people who have heard it yes is like the fog t- 
turns to slush turns yeah. to swamp mud like in in your like in your mouth and in your throat and like yeah. that is that is that is the croaking scream that the croaking terror brings on you right and it only happens when you're so far in the mist that yeah. your body is already gone right well it's and it makes sense because the toad the the, the frog isn't like an amphibious creature it has to live in that wet soupy environment mm-hmm. so when when it's when its reality comes through if you you know we when when uh, you know that's that's where it lives so we'd we'd be seeing that and that's the the yeah excuse me um and then man can you imagine like also it's frogs don't have teeth or anything like that mm-hmm. so this thing is it's basically just a mouth it's just a hunger the symbol of a hunger that just that's the only thing it has it just wants to mm-hmm. eat and wants to devour and it's waiting to come after you i love it it's dope. It's it's terrifying. I hate it, yeah. but it's very good. Yeah. All right. My next category. I rolled a nine. A treasure or something that it guards. Ooh. All right. Can I can I make a suggestion? Please. Um, if you so it's if it infiltrates your dreams, then it it brings it has some connection to like the the world of dreams or something like that. And if you can get really close and then escape that terror that nightmare you can bring something from the dream world back with you okay i have something to build off of that yes please um what it is is um it is it is not from your dream okay what it is is um the thing that it guards is the secrets of those that it feasts on because it watches you in your dreams it sees the things that your subconscious knows yes so if you were to escape, no one's ever escaped. Yes. But it is said, yeah. our our hermit friend, yes. once they've calmed down, tells us, if you escape, maybe the hermit actually knows this. Maybe the hermit is the one that has this piece of information. Yes. The hermit has a secret that someone holds that no one has ever known. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, like- this uh, this youngster that knows a little too much about the frog. Yes. They are the head of an international crime syndicate. Yes. And they have been outed because our our hermit friend found this out because they managed to escape from the frog. Right. And they pulled that secret. Yes. Well, it can't be it can't be our youngster friend because that would mean they would be dead by the frog's hand because they yes. have to have been consumed by the frog. No, it was so, the, it was the somebody who was beloved in the town and has recently oh, died. Yeah. Right? Like it was yeah, it was it everybody's is, like favorite neighbor. Yeah, it was Norm. Norm, yeah, Norm Norm was devoured. And it turns out Norm was the head of an international crime syndicate. Which and explains like, why he always that. had such money and like, yeah, that makes perfect yeah, sense. And in it hindsight. explains why everybody knew everybody knew Norm's name. And in retrospect, yeah. that is suspicion. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it's that it's that feeling of like you can get out of there with this powerful secret. Yes. But to do so, you have to confront the frog directly. Yes, you have to. Like you have to, you have to confront so the croaking terror. Excellent. That's very good. All right. So our next, our next rumor. I rolled. I rolled nine again. Okay. And now comes the question of I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw this to you. Sure. Do we re-roll this dice, or do we just say it guards another thing? Hmm. If I would, I like the idea that that it has multiple. We can get to the same one multiple times. If mm-hmm. that means we're crossing off something else from the list, like we're never going to know hmm. what it has done. Hmm. 
one or the other. All right. So which do you, which would you prefer? Would you prefer to tell me a treasure or do you want to re-roll and come for another category? Hmm. I'm not, I don't have anything on, on the top of my mind for treasure, so let's re-roll. Okay, let's re-roll. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, where are we? Ooh, so it seems like... Well, my father says this is the edge of the civilized world. Like, we are hmm. we are right out at the the place beyond which people don't normally go. Like, what if, lo- it's, what if it's a step further? Ooh, yeah, just beyond where people normally go. And it's, it's. well, I was going to say the literal edge of the world. Ooh, okay, so it's like a, like a disc world. Like, we're, we're, yeah, we're right. Yeah, or it's, if, if, if it's literally, like, the end, and, and maybe that is part of why the fog is here. Ooh, I have a, can I, uh, I love this idea. What if it's a world where, unlike a, a like a physical place, like a plane or a, a globe or a disc or something mm-hmm. like that, the world is defined by there's a central point of light. That's where civilization mm. started. That's where people started. And we are right at the edge of where that light reaches. So like there's mm. this endless plane of, of, um, of forests and swamps and things like that. And it gets dimmer and dimmer and dimmer the farther out from that central point you go. And we are, we are to the point where you can't even see it anymore. Like we know it's, we, we mm. know it's East, but you just, like you have to go five miles before you'll see the, the first glimmers of light. Mm-hmm. I'm here, and and that that's part of what the fog is, yes. right? The fog is the fog is whatever realities are beyond this point, and and this particular thing is a frog that feasts on your dreams and draws you into the void, right? Draws you into who even draws you into the ether, yes. And pulls you away from the light to, to like, mm. smother you in that endless darkness. Mm. The place where the darkness becomes, like, physically thick. What it looks like. I am gonna, I, I rolled two results that, like, I, I, I don't, I'm not feeling. Okay, yeah. So I am going to just pick a result and say it has the face of a human on each of its palms Ooh. and say that like um, it, I think rather than the palms, maybe it, maybe it like has the ridge, it like has human faces along its back on like its spinal points Ooh. akin to like a stegosaurus, but each of them is like a face and they, and they just like, they, that is where that's where the creep, the croaking happens. That's yes. where the croaking scream happens. Is like as a face forms somewhere on this frog, it croaks and it screams and it yells, and that is what we are. That is that is that is what we identify as the croaking terror. Oh yeah, I, that is so disgusting, and I love it so much. Um, and like I'm having the image of the, like these faces opening, like the eyes and the mouths opening, and like the the fog creeping out from them. Like that's the source mm-hmm. of that of that creeping frog that creeping fog. We're gonna have to say frog and frog a lot. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. It was it was a solid decision yeah, picking no, two beautiful. things that closely <laughs> run. <laughs> All right, what is our next topic? Uh, we've already rolled what it is, and okay. I don't feel like we're. No. I don't feel like we have a good. I don't feel like I don't feel like now we're going to be like, and also it's a bad. <laughs> I don't think we could make it worse at this point by adding on that one. A special ability that it has. Okay. 
Oh wait, we already yeah did we did that one. That was the the I gotta, I gotta make a note of the ones that we haven't done. Yes, because that is going to be easier than rolling a ten sided dice and guessing. Yeah, yeah, we should be. All right, we should be doing so we've stuff. done. We've done where we are. We've done who is telling you about it. We've done what it is. Yes. We have not done where it lives. Yes. We have not done what it has done. Right. Age and size. We, have, we haven't done that one either. We haven't done age and size. Yeah. We've done what it looks like. Yes. We've done its special ability. We've done... Okay, yeah. so we have we have three left. Okay, cool. So I'm going to swap to a six-sided dice. Perfect. God, what it has done. That's a good question. All right. Uh, let's answer where it lives. So, I mean, I read once in an ancient tome that there are, that we are, we are at the edge of the world. We are beyond the edge of the world even. And, but that if you go far enough, there's other places and that's where Mm. the frog is from. Like it's gotta be from somewhere out beyond our very reality, but you have Mm -hmm. to go, you have to be able to survive out through that, like creeping dark in order to reach those places. Mm-hmm. Places where humans weren't meant to be and cannot and, cannot survive. And maybe that's maybe that's what our dreams are, right? Oh, like yeah. Maybe that's dreams, is that that's us being in another place. Yes. And it's from this place. That's kind of why it appears to us first and foremost in dreams, yeah. is that it is it is a it is a a, a a jaunt into another plane of existence. And if it catches you wandering in this other plane, yeah. it's it's it is the apex predator and it will feast. Ooh, so like and that makes sense for why like why when you dream the rules seem to change and things don't seem to make sense it's because you're looking into a reality where the rules are different and you don't understand yeah. what goes on there. And then you know, there has to be way a way for you to find your way back to your your body here. When your mind goes off mm-hmm. on these dream jaunts, there's something that there's like a trail or something that comes back. And it's that that the frog finds and travels back with you. So it's mm. it's in the act of dreaming that it is able to find you. That's terrifying. All right, I'm rolling. And I'm going to answer age and size. I'm curious. Like, this is, this I have a lot of questions around. So yeah. I'm going to roll this 10-sided dice and see what I get here. Ooh. Ooh. I got, I okay. Yeah, this... This has, as long as we have, as long as we have existed, as long as this town has been here, mm-hmm. there have been stories of the frog. Yes. Sometimes, sometimes it goes by long enough that it was a myth, right? right? Like sometimes it fades into being fictional. Yeah. And then it reemerges. And, you know, you can never be certain. It's that, it's that sense of like, of like, there are stories that there are stories and there are myths of this frog dating back to the earliest days of, of people in, in this town, wandering Mm -hmm. this world, exploring this, exploring this space in the fog. Like the frog has always just been a, a story that is told. Yes. However, I, I, I also like the idea that I love, and the other half of that is I love the idea that like, it is not so consistent mm-hmm. that we are ready for it. You know what I mean? Like it is this thing where the world where it's been hundreds of years, who is to say like, you know, who is to say those stories even have persisted, right? right. Like who is to say that we would have to, we would have to dig through a library yeah. to find how it was, how the, the frog was uh, warded off last time. Like who, and who is to say those stories were even written down? Who is to say yeah. that the people who uh, stopped the frog 
weren't themselves drawn into the fog 20 years later. Like right. it, what, what this means, but it is this, it is this thing where if you look into it, yeah. you will find stories of the frog. Yeah. Like, you'll you find, will find stories of the croaking terror, no matter how far back you look. Yes. You'll find old, um, like carved figurines in its, of its form, like where people have mm-hmm. carved a frog, like a stone frog with faces on its back. And like, it's been unexplained. That was just a museum curiosity until, you know, the right person sees it and puts it together with the rumors they'd heard. But like, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so I love the idea that it's so infrequent that, you know, it, it, it fades from memory and maybe there's something about it. People don't want to believe something like that. It's too, um, it's too outlandish that you actually do travel when you dream or anything like that. And so they, yeah. Like just the refusal to be like, well, if we don't talk about it and then it doesn't come around, like we don't have to worry about it and it's not happening to us right now. So we're just going to shut up about what we heard, you know, and that, mm-hmm. that keeps it, you know, kind of the, the knowledge of it from being like super widespread. That's very good. And so our last question before we, uh, before we fight this thing, before we confront the frog and drive it back into the mist once again, what has the frog done? Hmm. Let's look at that list. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I'm gonna roll, or if I just see something that makes me go, "Oh my god!" <laughs> All of these are so mundane. Yeah, we got to go bigger than that. There's no way that we can we end on on it made a every book in my house uh, a left boot. No, no, no. Um, it has. Um, I think this is the first time. This time is different. What it has done is that it has started to appear to everyone. That mm. this is the first time for the community, as far as we know, I mean, we wouldn't know for sure, but certainly as far as anyone knows or remembers, this is the first time that everybody's had a dream about the the, the croaking terror, that everybody. Everybody's had a dream about running from yes, the frog. Like, or the frog. And, and or yeah, everybody's had a dream about running from uh, the frog and the fog. Yes. Everybody's had the dream of, of running, right. of waking up, of seeing it and being like, I got to get the hell out of yes. here. Every single person has that dream. And the only people that are that we don't, the only people that we don't know had that dream are the people that are not here. Yes. And it's, it's, and, it's only when that this night in the tavern, when, when the, the, the hermit comes through the door and the, and the kid starts saying, I can tell you about that. And I saw it in a dream and I, and I chased it away and blah, 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 that everybody else starts to put together. Hey, I had a dream two nights ago about the, the fog and like, oh, there was there was croaking in the in the in the background of that other thing. And like everybody starts to, to piece that little those little hints and things. And they start to remember more the way you do when you hear something that, that like dregs up a memory that you hadn't wanted to remember. And you start to go, oh, wait, no, that I know this. I know what you're talking about. They start to finish each other since to describe this thing as like now it gets put together that it's appeared to everyone. Here's what is funny about that. Yeah. Is that this child leads forward and is like, I'll tell you the secrets of the frog if you buy me dinner. And then we buy this child dinner and they start telling us the story of the frog. And we go, wait, I've also had a dream about the frog. Yeah. I also know these things. <laughs> yes. At which point the child has already absconded with a free with a free meal. Like at which point the con is complete and the child really more than any of us has won here. <laughs> well, we'll see how that works out after the frog shows up. <laughs> um, well, with that, I think it's time that we go after we we have to decide how we are going to confront and ward off this frog. Yeah, I God, this feels like this feels like a John Carpenter's The Thing kind of situation where like the once the knowledge settles into the 
to the crowd here in this tavern mm-hmm. in this community like i can imagine this this tavern that we're in being like the only place to socialize in this whole small community mm-hmm. that we're in so it's everybody's here like it's a it's an evening work's done the entire community is here and once that knowledge kind of sinks into everybody like there's just this sort of like dread that falls over the crowd as they all realize it's coming for us like it's this thing is coming for all of us now which which i think tells me how we confront Okay. I don't know how to beat it, hmm. but I know how we can confront it. can't even be beat. It. Yeah. Who's to say? I know how we can confront it. Because do you know what's going to happen when an entire community of people find out that there is a thing hunting them in their dreams? They're all going to try to stay awake? They're all going to try and stay awake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which means that, you know, we are together in this tavern. Yeah. It is, it is 3 a.m. We must be lonely. Yeah. We are sitting like we have been awake for hours. Right. All of us quietly recalling these things, right? Yeah. Telling us these stories. And like, it is that experience, you know, it is that like you have been awake for 24 hours experience, yes. you know, the, the edges of your, uh, of your, of your sight line start to fray. And like, you know, you can see the, you can see the bloodshot veins on the back of your eyes a little bit. And it's that feeling of like, you hear that slight kind of metallic hiss in the back of your ears. Yeah. That's that moment where we're going to see that fog start to roll in around us. Yeah. And we're going to be very awake for it. It's that feeling of so many people consciously not making the choice to sleep or, or making the choice to consciously not sleep. Yeah. That collective insomnia yeah. spread amongst all of us is going to be the thing that is going to force the frog to make a move yes because it's um yeah it's somehow interacting with with that part of your brain that would be traveling this time and like we're all holding Mm -hmm. it in and also congregated in this one area and it and it knows everyone here now like it has all of our sense and so like it it knows that the one way or another like this is coming to a head and so it decides to like confront us Uh, Mm -hmm. because it knows that we're if we leave in the morning we're never coming like we're all leaving we're gone like we're going to yeah. we're going to head towards the light and we're never going to look back and it's never going to get a chance at us again. So it's now or never. Yeah. Yeah. And so what we we I think that even before we see it, right? Like mm-hmm. even before we see it in its in its full form, like we hear that croaking, yeah. like we hear those croaking kind of moans and screams and those sort of gurgling agonized yeah. calls. That sound of se- and- of of dozens of mouths trying to breathe and not being able to mm-hmm. we hear that and honestly like the first that's probably the first challenge that we would have to like yeah. deal with is the fact that like we would be con- we are confronting this thing in a room full of terrified people yeah that's chaos oh yeah that that noise is enough to and that's probably part of it of playing into its strength yeah. is like that noise is enough to people are going to start running for the door. Yeah. People are going to start pushing people over, you know, like there is a, there's a palpable sense of terror that sets in, in that moment. Right. But we, I mean, if you, any of us that keep our heads are going to know that like, if you, if we break, if we scatter like rats, then that just makes us all individually vulnerable. That the only way mm-hmm. we have any, any chance is if we stay together and like form a bulwark. You know, like we have to, we have to come together in a way like, cause each of us, none of us individually are going to stay, are going to stop this thing. 
that the only chance we have is if we're all together. And so it's like, maybe it's a matter of even like somebody rushes the door and like, like you, you get that moment where like a hand slams the door shut and they like push them back into the room and it's like, mm-hmm. no, you cannot, we, we are making our stand here. We're going to do it together. Like we came out mm-hmm. here. I don't know why exactly we're out here, but we came out here for a purpose. You know, we were, we were going to explore, we were going to push the boundaries and we are the kinds of people who like when, a, when, a, when something comes for us, we go for it instead. That is what we are. We are the, the it's it's even even more so than that. I, I like the idea that like this is this we, we had said that this was a bunch of people like sitting around. Yeah. Right. We had said this was a bunch of people like and that the, the door had been kicked in. Yeah. That tells me that if anything, like we didn't ask for this, like we didn't ask to be confronted by this immortal terror. Yeah. But it's either it's either we, we face it on its terms or like we fall like yeah. it is it is it is we make this it we are very much the um like the final girl archetype of like of like if we don't stop this thing yeah. here it will continue to hurt other people we and are like we're a whole tavern full of final girls <laughs> yes i love it and so we come to we come to this moment where we are very very tired and very kind of insomniatic yeah. And it comes to I, I have a pitch for like how we actually confront this. Thing. Okay. Because if it's guarding secrets, mm-hmm. then that means that like I I feel like that means it is more interested in like those secrets. Like it it, it treasures those secrets, yeah. right? Like it consumes the bodies and, and yeah. there's there's nothing left of them. But the body is the, like the, the body's not the food, it's the secret that is what sustains this yeah. creature. Yeah. So the only way that we are going to get this thing to leave, to ward it off, is um there is this very tense like the actual confrontation with the frog, right? Yeah. Like it's outside. It's oh, yeah. starting to like lurch its way in. Yeah. Is if we sit around a table and each of us says the one secret that we are holding on to that no one can know. Yeah. Perfect. It is the only way that like we the only way that we can get this like scare this thing off. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like it is not it is not doing this out of malicious intent. No, it's just hungry. There's nothing. It's hungry. And the only way to make it leave is to get rid of its food so is to is to like get rid of the food that we are holding on to that yeah. it eats and share our secrets so that they are no longer secrets so that it goes and finds someone else who is holding a secret to to feast yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, we make ourselves um no longer a target. We make ourselves yeah. like uh unappetizing to it. And it's it's that moment where like you know, like the every it's tense and like the the air in the room is heavy as everybody like is tired and exhausted and scared, but also mad at this thing because it's like it's coming mm-hmm. to our house and is doing this to us. And we didn't ask for this. But like eventually somebody breaks. Like somebody's like, oh, I, I think I know what this is. And it and they they tell like that deep dark thing that they think that when they say it, everybody's gonna turn on them. And the, mm-hmm. but the, the brilliant thing is, or the, the, the moment that, that makes everything different is that when they say that, I don't know what it is. Maybe they, they stole something or they, um, they, maybe they were, they had lied about, you know, who they were. They say, I'm not really, you know, the son of a nobleman. I'm from common birth or like that. And instead of 
Like it's, or it's uh it's lighthouse style where they're like, I've said I was this person, but I actually yeah. killed that person yes. and took their place totally. so that like I could live. Like I'm living on the run and I took their place. Yes. Yes. So they, they make this confession and they that's the thing that they think they're so convinced they are one hundred percent certain that when they say it, everybody's gonna turn on them and that that's gonna break the the like last bit of camaraderie. But instead, the the rest everyone turns and says, Okay, that that's all right. Thank you for telling us. And then it, the next person says their secret. And like, it's this moment of instead of rejecting, being rejected from the community because of, for sharing the secrets, it's, it becomes that moment that everything, sh- everyone shares. Like it becomes part of this, like a real binding together of this group. Yeah. And it's, it's this moment of like real vulnerability where we, like it is. And that is, that is where we are at our strongest is, is seeing each other and being aware of who we are and like, Truly knowing that, like, now we're in this together, and I think, like, in doing so, like, we share it, – it, it's – the way I see it playing out, like, the closing shot is, like, we share these secrets, mm-hmm. and the sun rises, right? Yeah. Like, it is it is very much like we, we share these secrets, and in doing so, conversations happen, right? Yes. Like, it's really – like, like I mean, you know, you hear, I, I killed a person because I had to flee and take their identity, yeah. like – I'm going to have follow-up questions. Right. So it's this moment of like, we sit around, we, 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 we hear each other's stories. We share this experience. We talk to each other. We get to know one another on a personal human level. And in doing so, you know, we, 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 we we see it through the night and the frog's secrets are not there to consume. And the croaking terror simply recedes with the fog and and moves on to its next to its next and its next den and like because everyone's so wrapped up like they become like the the moment is so powerful as everyone shares their secrets and starts talking and and like just the act of learning about one another becomes so mm-hmm. important and like wraps everyone up so much and like as this community sort of really builds that like nobody even notices when the frog like stops croaking like they didn't notice when that mm-hmm. sound disappeared they didn't notice when the fog went away like it really is a moment of like when everybody's get everybody's done talking and the secrets are all laid bare and somebody like hey wait i it, we haven't heard it in hours we haven't heard it in so long mm-hmm. like it's 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 not just just gone it's been gone for so long yeah and i have a, a closing closing note yeah. Which is like in the nature, in in the way that like, in the way that 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 things of a of a supernal supernatural nature change. Yeah. I think that the croaking terror itself changes. Oh yeah. Okay. And the way it the way it changes is everybody still everybody still for a time. Eventually, these dreams fade, but everybody still has frog dreams. Okay. But the difference. Is that now the frog, like the frog isn't chasing you. No. You, you wake up. The dream is the same for everybody where they wake up in wherever they are like most comfortable, mm-hmm. right? Like if it's your, your, if it's where, you know, your reading room, yeah. right? Or it's your, it's your den. Or your garden it's, or, yeah. It's around the bar with your friends. Like you, wherever you are comfortable, you wake up and there's a frog sitting there. And. But now, hey, but now the. There's no more, that noise is gone. The croaking terror part yeah, is gone. Yeah, the noise the, the is gone. The mouths are all shut and calm. And sleeping. Yeah. Like, they're calmly sleeping. Yes. And what it is, I think there's still a menace to the frog, 
But what it is, is it's sitting quietly and it wants you to share. Oh, it's listening. And now it's listening. Yes. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not taking things. It is now sitting and listening because it knows that that is a way that it can act. Yes. So it sits and it listens. But if you don't talk. Yes. Then it, then it, then, you know, there's a chance you, and it's a very interesting, and so it becomes a very interesting piece of folk wisdom. Yes. Of lore, of, it becomes a very, uh, a very tangible legend thing. Yeah. And maybe it's one of those things where, like, after a while, after this big confrontation, the, everybody has the dreams for a while and then it fades. But then people find that if they're holding something in that they need to tell other people, if they need that some, they're holding on to some secret, that's when they start to see the frog again. And it, yeah. it's, it's, the frog is telling them that you need to get this secret out. Secrets are dangerous in this way. And you, and if you if you don't, there's a non-zero chance that that frog will yep. act on its worst impulses and and feast on you. Awesome, I love that. That's so that good. Is so like good. that is that's that's game. I mean, that <laughs> is that is how we best the croaking terror, the the man eating frog. Like that is a very good. That's, that's a good. That's st- have you heard about the beast? And now we have heard about the beast. And now we have heard about the beast. Oh, I want to. I want to, I want to, that's good. That's some yeah. good, that's some good world building. Oh yeah. I, l- I pretty, live for I'm this jazzed kind of right That's now. so good. Oh man, the, the, when the moment when you, when it came up with it, it infiltrates your dreams, like that left turn, I love it so much. I live for those I was, moments. I was such a random, like, I was like, I don't know, let's roll in. What? Whoa. Okay. Oh. Let's, let's go. <laughs> so good. I love, I live for those oh. moments. So now I'm going to ask you a question. Fire away. This is a question for you, Scott Palin. What is the monster mechanics topic on the set on the on the on the the creeping terror? You have read the monster manual entry on the creeping terror. You have read the lore. You have read the story in which it comes from. What's the topic? What's the topic that we that we bring to the table for the monster mechanics episode on the creeping? You mean terror? croaking terror? The croaking oh, terror. The creeping terror is a different. Yeah, thing. yeah. I was what's like, the, I actually, what's the re- croaking terror? <laughs> oh, what's the croaking terror monster mechanics topic? We don't need to do the whole yeah. episode, but I want to know what the question is that 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 that, that you and that you and your co-host dig into with this. So, I mean, honestly, if you liked what this episode was, that's what monster mechanics is. This that is literally just us world building, and um, for this kind of thing, the the direction I would want to take it. If my co-host brought me this this entry, I would say I got to know about these other worlds. Like I this this mm-hmm. is guarding, like or not guarding, but it's living in the space between realities and the rules there are different. What else is living in those spaces? Or if you make it to mm. one, how can you do that? Like that going into that cosmology would be so interesting. And that's what we would go. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good topic to dig into because it was such a, a juicy world detail that, that is so intrinsic to the croaking terror yeah. that we kind of just were like, it, it's here. We, we don't have the answer for yeah. it, but good, good answer. I appreciate that. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Well, thank you for playing this game with me. This absolutely, this was an absolute delight. This was delightful. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I, I'm glad you introduced me to this game. I am so, I'm playing this again with other people. Full disclosure, uh, we were going to play a different game. <laughs> and literally like this morning, I remembered that this game exists because I'd read it months ago yeah. and was like, this rules. And then you and I started playing an episode and I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I got to find a good game for Scott. And then this morning I woke up and went, wait a second. <laughs> 
this game exists. This is what Scott does. Yes. Why am I not just pitching this game? And I felt it, it was the right call. It was call. absolutely I'm glad the right that call. I, I'm, glad we, I'm glad we pivoted. Yeah. No, this was so good. So good. Uh, well, real quick, before we wrap up, where can people find you and your work online? You can find me uh, on Twitter. I am at Scott Paladin. Or really, if you go looking for Scott Paladin anywhere, I pretty much own that name. So Instagram, all those other places. ScottPaladin.com even. Um, or you can find my uh, main podcast at monsterpod.org or just search for Monster Mechanics on any podcatcher. And you can find uh, Outstanding as part of the Protean City Comics feed. Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing the show. This was a blast and a half. And for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future, me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Scott for coming on the show. That game was exactly what I wanted it to be, which is to say it was an absolute delight. Be sure to head to the show notes for a link to Have You Heard About the Beast, and be sure to follow Scott on Twitter at ScottPallet and Monster Mechanics at MonsterMPod, and Outstanding at OutstandingPod. Then, while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. If you enjoy the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes or Podchaser review. There are other platforms, but those are the ones that send a nice email to my inbox, and that makes me feel all warm and gushy. Uh, you can also support the show financially at patreon.com slash jeffstormer or ko-fi.com slash jeffstormer. You can also join our Discord at bit.ly slash partyofonediscord or head to our merch store at bit.ly slash partyofonemerch. Or you can support the other podcasts that I produce, All My Fantasy Children. AMFC is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast on the OneShot Podcast Network, powered by you. Every week, my best friend Aaron Catano says, and I take a listener-submitted prompt. We spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish at OneShotPodcast.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Rain, featuring the D&D Sluggers. And the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rights, coming on to the show as a guest, or about press coverage of the show, shoot me an email at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And I think that's it. I think that's all we do here. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody. Never gonna die.